Hello, this is Scobic News from the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Normally you're hearing the opening theme of the show, but look, we just wanted to pay our respects and our thoughts and love to Timothy Sim and his family. Uh, we were very, very sorry um, here at the podcast uh, to hear of the news of Tim's passing a couple of weeks ago from cancer. Uh, so all the love we have here... Um, in the, in the podcast studio, uh, sends out to you guys, um, and look just to to cover a little bit of Tim's life. He um, was a footballer himself, played actually over two hundred games, um, highly respected. Um, Tim made it his his mission the last year to to have a, a donation to every single bounce Adam Saad made this year, <laughs> so he donated it to the uh, count. Cancer Council, uh, which is pretty extraordinary. Um, he fought through his battle um, from what I hear from friends and family um, extremely courageously. And we're just very, very proud um, as an Essendon family to have Tim as one of our own. And so we just wanted to start the show, which is paying our respects and dedicate this show to him. Um, I'm hoping you can, watching from above, looking down at the... Uh, Essendon and seeing the excitement for 2019, Tim. And this one's for you. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 52, take three. The Lunchtime <laughs> Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk about everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant, and with me is Scott. Hello, everyone. We're a little bit out of form because I've had a month off. <laughs> take three. Uh, uh, we've both, uh, Grant had the the lovely uh, trip to Hawaii. I Yes, my little, my little off-season break was to take uh, my wife and my mother... Um, to Hawaii and spend sort of uh, what turned out to be 10 days. It was supposed to be eight and then Jetstar cancelled our flight. So sucks to be me. I had to spend two more days in, in uh, Hawaii. And uh, where did you end up? I ended up in Thailand. We went to Phuket for a couple of nights. Beautiful. Then, and then off to Krabi uh, in Thailand. But the locals call it Krabi. So, uh, it's Krabi. So uh, it just sounds wrong, but I no, say Krabi because it sounds nicer. Yeah. But had an awesome time with my wife. Uh, great to get away. And uh, now just getting back to the podcast. Uh, yeah, getting back to the podcast. There's been some uh, some some uh, some things happening in that period of time. The draft has come and gone. Um, we've uh, we've basked in the glow that is Dylan Shield, and now we've uh, <laughs> yeah. we've we've picked up some uh, some good kids. We picked up four kids. So uh, hey, let's get straight into the draft. Absolutely. I have to say that. I'm hoping that the AFL have a have a very quick look about the structure of this draft because oh, it was sincerely boring. Like, oh man! Oh man! Like, I'm was... wondering how you dress it up though. Like, well, I just think you get over and done with in one night. But, but yeah. I, well, 
at least in the NBA, they do the first two rounds first. Yeah. So at least you get like up to pick 40 kind of thing. But is it, I mean, that's what we did. I mean, everybody's saying we, we did what? The first round on pick, the first we, day. Yeah, just first round and then they but why, yeah. then they decided to do it midday on a work day the next day. For the... But that's probably because they're admitting that round two and onwards, no one's really sort of... Well, if, you're an, if you're an Essendon fan, you're interested. Well, yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. But so, all right. So where did we end up? What pick did we have in the first round? Well, through due to a whole lot of different bidding scenarios and everything up, we actually ended up uh, getting pushed back to pick 38. Yeah. And which we bidded for Irving Mosquito. Now, one of the, again, Essendon is fast becoming the name of the the, the coolest named footballers in the <laughs> AFL. Oh, we are. We've we? got Orazio, we've got Walla, we've got Irving Mosquito now. Yeah, so uh, for more reports and exciting um, young forward, uh, has a, I, when I see his clips, I, I kind of have a mixture of Alwyn Davey and Cyril. Uh, yeah. um, like just the the way he moves he's uh, got the clear aboriginal skill yeah um, he's the thing i love about him is he's a left footer too oh, i love left footers oh man yeah. he's he's his kicking looks very accurate very deliberate um he's got the aboriginal step he's got um but mate every photo i see of this kid on the internet or whenever he's interviewed or whenever it is he has got the biggest smile on his I face know. he looks like a, a kid everyone's gonna love doesn't it uh oh and and you gotta love that his heroes are longy and walla i mean oh, he's a the whole family's mad as if you go on their facebook they're they're all mad as fans the family so awesome. um I think we're all, as fans, going to embrace him very easily. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's that, that's a kid, the one I've seen. That's a kid that looks like he's just pleased to be here, seriously. Yeah. Like he'd, he's He's got natural talent. He looks at... And he's taller than you think. Like, I don't I don't know that he's... So I reckon he'd be much taller than Waller. Um, but he's got, a, he's got long legs, um, good left boot, got the natural um, Aboriginal skill, and... And just some of the highlights, he looks like he has a bit of a football brain. Yeah, absolutely. Like he, he doesn't just sort of blaze away. I've yeah. seen him sort of lower his eyes and hit a few targets and yeah. stuff. So, uh, look, and, and I think a key part too is he's, he's actually been in Victoria for quite, for like four seven, or five years. No, seven, like seven, like eight six years, or seven years. Yeah. Six or seven years. And, that, and that's a really big thing. So he's actually used to Melbourne footy, I guess the climate, because that's sometimes a bit of a yep. shock. Yep, and um, homesickness and all that. Yeah, so... This is a really positive result. Uh, look, I'll be completely honest. This is probably the draft just due to our situation where I was least informed. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm yeah. usually, I'm usually the top twenty players. I know every step possible. Yeah, uh, but we just didn't have a pick to the top thirty-five. So, exactly right. so it didn't really matter for us. <laughs> yeah. So uh, having a look, having a look at. Um, Irving now. Um, I love the name too, Irving. Irving, is... Irving Mosquito. Know, Tell me, like, Irving Magic Johnson. Irving, you know, exactly you know, right. Like, Tell great, me they're, they're not going to sell a lot of Irving um, <laughs> yeah. Essendon jumpers. Oh, I mean, to, to, you talk about the history of the club being the Mosquito fleet in the 20s and that sort of stuff. Oh, I mean, it's just like, yeah. It, it's perfect. I don't think there's anything more made to be than this kid jo- joining Imagine the Essendon Imagine if we still club. had Shea Cockatoo Collins. You know? <laughs> Shea Cockatoo Collins, Irving Mosquito... Walla, it's that is very cool. And there is something nice, and this is the evil part of me that we actually steal him from <laughs> the Hawthorne, Hawthorne Academy. Thanks very much for uh, for teaching the kid for a couple of years uh, or hawkers, but we'll, we'll, we'll just take it. From we'll here. take it from here. Though. And even better than that, which leads us into our second draft pick, is one that we pinched from Collingwood. So, well, actually, that's a rookie. We'll get on to him. So oh, we'll get on to him last. Okay, cool. 
Yep, but that's I how organised we are here at the Lunchtime Catch-Up. <laughs> so, yeah, Noah Gown, uh, who actually is a teammate of Irving Mosquito at, at Gippsland, uh, at Pig 60. Uh, yep. It's funny, because ESPN, you see the ESPN site, and they have the they had the um, the player ratings uh, before the tr- before the draft. Yep. And he was rated 21. Yeah, I, I've... So... There was a few guys on Instagram and, and Twitter and that who, you don't know how... I don't know, impressive they are as draft analysts, but every single person that I read on there, including Cal, um, Callum Toomey, said that Essendon have, have pinched a player there. Yeah, it's... Uh, and it's true. I mean, it's very hard. We always get the two-minute highlight package, so everything looks great. Yeah, everything looks awesome. It's a highlight didn't package. Didn't make a single mistake. But his hands look great, and, and his story is really interesting because um, he basically played defense for most of his career and was kind of like just known as being just solid. Yep. Um, And then around five or around six last year in Gippsland, they moved him full forward and suddenly he kicks 31 goals for the rest of the... Yeah. And he's... And the reports are his leading patterns and everything was like elite. So he he had great one-touch, you know, hands, one-grab hand, sorry, and... So there's a common belief that because there hasn't been much actual footage or, or vision of him as a full forward, that's why he's a little bit later. Yeah, but okay. but he could easily come on if like if that development just kept on growing oh. in the AFL system. And 190 we, odd centimeters yeah, doesn't hurt. We could get a we could have got a really big steal here. So, but that's the thing I like about the club too is that we've got our bookends at the moment. We've got Tom Hurls and we've got Hooker and we've got Joey D and we've got some Talls. Yeah. Um, we've got Smack, we've got Stewie, we've got all those guys. Um, and then we've we've tried to grab another one from down in the down at the, the back end of the draft. Like we've we've got uh, my man the, the Maggie Thatcher coming through uh, in the twos looking okay. We've got um, we're going to draft um, Dustin's son. I have no doubt about that. But um, that'll probably year, be next yeah, year, yeah. 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 So we got him coming through. We've got all sorts of sort of tall kids that we can start to look to. But again, the club's gone and, and trying to grab another one at 190 odd centimeters. Yeah, I think they really picked on talent alone here, not so much position. But it is, is it... interesting though, and we'll get to the third player as well. Yep. But we actually did pick three forwards, and that's yeah. So uh, <laughs> Stuart and uh, and McKernan are well on notice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but, and that was the thing. I mean, the, I wonder if the the listeners are thinking, as I did, that we were going to maybe try and um, target one of the because they were they were saying at around 38 um, and sort of. I don't know, maybe it's 60, but around that 38 pick that there was going to be a couple of tools that could potentially turn into a Ruckman available at that area. Um, So that we were going to get that Ruckman that everybody thinks we need. But clearly Dodorio, Dodorio, Dodoro um, has sat back and just said, no, we wanted talent. We want the best available kid at that particular moment. And and it's important to note, and we'll get probably onto this a little bit later, we actually have a, a list spot free and... Uh, we can either wait to mid-season next year because it's the very first of the mid-season um, trade period, or we can actually around December first pick up Zach Clark yeah. for free. And I, I mean, I reckon that's what'll happen. My hunch says just for more. And I'm, obviously, we're going by media reports, but my and hearing Xavier on SEN, my hunch is that that's the the method they'll go. Uh, so I'm assuming Zach Clark's still very much in play to likely oh, join Essendon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I thought the three forwards was interesting, and, and I must admit, uh, I did feel like a, a tall forward and, and a small forward was probably 
a Neo we could bolster up. Yeah. Because I think McKernan and Stewart, it's kind of like they're good players, but sometimes the verdict's out of whether they're consistently... Oh, look, I mean, there's a reason why... Yeah. There had to be a reason why GWS let Jimmy Stewart go, right? Like, they, they needed salary cap room and stuff like that. But he's... Jimmy Stewart's he's a great player. Last season, don't know because he didn't play. And for whatever reason that is, he just started to run up and be running around in the back line at some stages. So I reckon a little bit had to do with Jimmy potentially not listening um, yeah. and a little bit about form. But the likes of... Um, it's it's always good to have the, the kids coming through. Like, yeah. you've got to have those kids coming through. And if we've got um, a player at um, at 60, then so be it. I absolutely rate Adrian Dottoro and Rob Forster Knight's ability to find kids that low. Hello, Zach Merritt. Um, even, so, even guys like Guelphie. Yeah, Guelphie, Zach Merritt, Orazio, yeah. all those guys. So this is the, the really exciting thing at the Essendon Footy Club. And I, I suppose there is opportunities or examples of this at other clubs but quite frankly i don't care but um <laughs> but we've re- we have seemed to have a, such a high value on every pick exactly right and yeah. our ability to find little gems little gems yeah. coming through so we we have and scotty and i were talking about this on the sitting on the couch about half an hour ago there's no perceived honest goodness weakness in our side right mm. like it, you look from from back to front you can look at players and go, it's not just yeah. the best 22, it's the best 38 players or best 28 players. Well, that's how, I mean, we talked about this uh, funny funny about half an hour before this show, yeah. that, that you can't really list the best 22 anymore. No. I mean, the the whole theory of it is, is, is not really relevant anymore because teams are just playing really a best 30. And that's how I always yeah. view AFL. It's like, what's your best 30? Because... They're, they're going to come in and out, whether it's the opposition, whether it's different structures. And that's why know. that whole midfield thing is that everybody was... Back 20 years ago, if you had if you had two gun midfielders, you were brilliant. Like, yeah, if yeah. you had two really good gun midfielders... <laughs> you need seven or eight now. And you need... Seriously, <laughs> you need seven or eight midfielders right now. And that's why Essendon's gone and got... Dylan, I mean, we've got... Smith and Shield was a big... Smith, yeah. Shield, Heppel, Zarakis, Myers, Parrish. We've got all these really good footballers, right? Yeah. Um, but I reckon with regards to, to Gorney and, and Hamsey as well, which we'll have a chat about in a minute, um, the ham is that we're just trying to top up coming in behind those players. Um, yeah. And it's it's really good picks down the track. They may, I mean, at sixty we got a temper, and, and seventy two as draft picks got a temper our um, ability for these guys to to play two hundred and fifty games. But um, they're going to be learning from the best. They're going to be learning at some of the best facilities in the club. So a, maybe a pick sixty at GWS or at one of the lesser clubs, it might not sort of come on as quickly as a pick 60 at Essendon at the Tullamarine Centre, which is expanding and being surrounded by the best people in the in the AFL. We might get a player at 60. Well, one thing that I realised, um, and, and look, we'll, we'll talk about Braden Hale, yeah, we'll which, come to Braden which was pick 72 from the John Falcons. With all three of them, they all have a, a, a similar feel. They all have uh, the require for more development, but yeah. all... all all discussed as the upscale of, of improvement being very significant. Um, so, so it's almost like the club admitting that their list is very strong now, but yeah. in the back end, we want to de- we want to develop these guys for a couple of years. And if you can if you can do that thing, the, it's extremely difficult to do. Yeah. Um, and if you look at Hawthorne at the moment, and that is to stay up 
and competitive and be pushing for finals whilst your veterans are leaving. Yeah. Right? So you've got to have um, Noah Gown uh, to come in and, and come in behind Joey or come in behind Mickey Hurley or come in behind somebody like that so that when an All-Australian and, and instant club legend in Michael Hurley goes, you've potentially got this kid coming up behind and the, the period of time where we dip potentially is minimized at the very yeah. best. Sustained success, basically. Yeah, that's right. So that'll bring us to Braden Ham. Yeah, as I said, Geelong Falcons came second in their BNF, so he's he's obviously got some uh, some talent, and and the old Geelong star Mickey Turner, the, their coach, really rates him highly, and and he was obviously on the phone to Weston saying you really need to pick up this kid. So okay, they've they've listened to that. So uh, another left footer. Uh, it's probably the quickest of all the three. Um, well, apart from the, the our rookie, rookie guy, but I think of those two. From what yeah. reports I hear, actually, from the club, is that he's the quickest of the three. Oh, okay. Like, he's generally very, very quick. Okay. Braden Ham. Uh, and uses the ball very well. So, yep. but it's, again, I think he's like 65 kilos or something like that. Oh, so, <laughs> man needs to, man needs a few quarter pounder meals or something. <laughs> yeah. So, we need a Krispy Kreme. Where, yeah, uh, Krispy Kreme diet for the man. Well, we can help him out with that. Yeah. Um, so, look, that's kind of how, uh, I guess, the draft plays out. We'll discuss a little bit more, but we'll just, go to... Just on, just on Braden, just before Ooh. we go to that break, I know, controversial. Controversial. Just on Braden, I am a little bit. On Braden, though, is he yeah. is he a dedicated forward? Like, is he going to... No, I think they view him as a wingman. Okay, cool. So, right. so um was pretty adamant that they saw him as an, out, as an outside of... wingman. No, as a genuine outside wingman. Okay, all so, right. Um, so, that's probably something we haven't... As a club, had an honest to goodness. Does that does that position no. exist anymore in the AFL? Yeah, I, th- I think mean, they're just called outside players. I yeah, don't. I, just... I've never really felt wings are no. genuine, but Someone like who's got... I always see Zaharakis as your as kind of your wing outside player. Yeah. Um, and you you want that wingman to be the to have some good like someone like um um uh, Irving Mosquito there. Like you could chuck him in a wing, or when we get to the Tom Jock. Uh, discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got those long legs, can take them a good long period of time across the ground. They can run for good distances and stuff. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see Mr. Ham come in. But um, yeah, pick 72 um, for Mr. Ham. Welcome to the club, Tiger. Exactly. All right. If you allow me, I'll go to a break. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, go okay, for okay. it. Yeah, okay, go. All right, guys, we'll be uh, right back after the break. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. All right, let's move on to the rookie selections. Who we got, Scotty? So, uh, I really like this first rookie selection in in Tom Jock, uh, who pretty much represented the Dandenong Stingrays in country Victoria, uh, and then obviously had a starring role in the St. Kevin's College VFA Premiership team. Yep. Uh, ended up being on the playing a bit for Collingwood VFL, yeah. Um, actually, one of the games I watched in the VFL was seeing him play, and he actually did a bit of a number on it. He was really, really, really impressive. Interesting player because he's 194 centimetres, listed more as a midfielder or utility, but had 25 hitouts against Sam Draper. Against Sam Draper? Damn. Yeah. So, and that was in one of the finals. So, and he can play it. ruck. Yeah, Dodoro, because he's got that massive vertical yeah. leap. I mean, he's Dodoro was saying that he's... Um, 
he's going to come to the club as potentially one of our best overall athletes. Like so, he, yeah, I think he's got... I mean, obviously way, way far from it, but that Adam Good's kind of role, you know. I yeah, think yeah, go yeah. Where very, he, very versatile. There's probably not a position on the ground he can't play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 194, I mean, he's a skinny guy, um, as the Sudanese kids generally are, unless you're Majak Dor. Um, but look, bring him on. Let's see what the kid can yeah. do. Again, a mad Essendon fan. Couple of, so, couple of years in, in um, the Collingwood um, uh, program, so that's, that's fine. You can learn a bit there. And I remember you, you said to me earlier, Scotty, that um, you saw him play a game against us in the VFL and absolutely destroyed us. Yeah, he, he's really athletic and a great mark. Um, but when he runs the lines, he's very, very quick. Yeah. Uh, but actually quite okay by foot and, and hand. So it, That's that true wingman that I reckon. Like yeah, that's, a, so, that's a kid that could could run 50 to 50. Like the, the, the square, he could run it very, very quickly and hit targets. He's the kind of player I think our development team will be really excited. Yeah. He's, he's like a project that you'd be like, you know, his athletic attributes... And the, the, be, like you said, the, the yeah, Sudanese kids. Nuts for. Yeah, the Sudanese kids, the African kids, they've got such massive physical upsides. Yeah, you've just got to, again try and teach them the game. Yeah, exactly. And and he, he's he's definitely come a long way in the last twelve months. Like he's really improved out yeah. of sight. So I can understand the selection. Uh, and and that's pretty much the flavor of, of the whole draft. And and rookie is is this daring, talented. Guys that we've got to develop. So was, I mean, really, Dodoro is kind of selected four guys that almost would then look at his development team at Essendon and say, "Okay, help me over to you." Yeah, because yeah. some of these are gems if we get it right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's, it's it, it'll be very interesting um, to watch uh, going to training and watching the VFL guys early in the season to yep. see you know w- how they're tracking, how they're going. And depth, it's just more and more depth, which we love. I mean, um, Tommy Jock, I, I remember um, hearing about him last year, a couple of um, sort of articles and stuff that I read, is that Collingwood was, was seriously looking at this kid. Yeah, um, they were really term. excited about they him. They really yeah. liked yeah. him um, as about potential for, for playing a game in the not-too-distant future. So there's a kid that if he continues on at Bombers, getting a kick, taking some marks and stuff, that well, this put some pressure on the rest of the, the, rest of the club. Um, and I, I love, like I said, the, the statue to Adrian Dodoro should be built immediately. Um, he just, he knows the right guys to pick and without, with the consistency of getting decent players um, yeah. at the back ends of drafts, I wouldn't be surprised if Tommy Jock or the other guys um, do really well and put some pressure on um, the, the senior players. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 for me, it has a different flavor this year from when we were sort of building the last six years or so. I think we've had targeted, you know, your parish, your very solid mids. Very. <laughs> this is a bit of dare. Like it, it tells me that the Essendon mentality is that the list they have, their top 35, yeah. they really like. It's settled and they want to attack yep. with that list. Yep. And these guys are in... A little bit of cream. A yeah. little bit of... Yeah. A little bit of... In the background. Because, yeah. yeah, they look at someone like Tommy Jock and go, imagine if he comes on. Imagine if yeah. he, he really comes on. Like, that's yeah. just ultimate speed. And look, in all honesty, your pick nine was Dylan Shield. So... Yeah. so and, and this is the thing. Everybody... <laughs> we, we, we did a podcast a while back, if everybody heard. Dylan Shield's at the club, by the way. I mean, so... And having his first preseason ever. Oh, really? Ever? Ever. 
What do you mean? Like he's he was on he was on SEN and said I've never actually had a preseason a full preseason while being in the AFL. I've always had shoulder surgery or ankle surgery or oh in the off season in the off season. ah. She said this is the first time I've turned up November for never first week in November and actually. Could we get the kid any more cherry ripe? Like we've we've grabbed him right at the right moment. So, so uh, yeah. So no, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Well, we we were talking a while back about um, Essendon. Now we've gone and got Triple S. We've got um, Dylan Shield, or we've got Quad S now. Smith, Sard, Stringer, and um, Shield. Shield. Yeah, and um, we've got all those those we're set, boys. We? We're set. Yeah. Now, quite literally, I reckon that's it. Having said that, I mean if. Somebody wants to pop their hand up to come to the club. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably take you. Um, but the the club now, I think, has got everybody that we need. We've yeah. got a gun midfield. And I bet you Dodoro, and I bet you Xavier's looking, and you've said this before, Scotty, looking right at Wusher going, over to you, Tiger. It really is that case. Seriously, over to you. And then Dodoro in the background is bringing in um, the ability to have some freakish talent in Jock. Um, a yeah, big X kid, Factor. That's it. A big country kid yeah. who can take some marks. Um, a, a lightning quick country forward wingman type coming through the back to, to learn up through the VFL. Um, so no, it's it's really encouraging to see the Bombers target the boy they wanted and they got him. And then to find not just sort of list fillers, but players yeah. that have honest to goodness, a little bit of freakish talent. Well, what's his name? Sheehan from, you know, Sheehan, who's like the guru of... Of yeah. knows every kid in the country kind yeah. of thing. He he summed up Essendon's whole period as basically saying they've picked up just four X Factor players. Yeah, uh, he said, and that's and he said you might have two hit or miss or two maybe yeah yeah, but the two will be significantly hit. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So if you you might have a mosquito or something, and they could end up being really impactful players. Have a touch of the in two or three years. Or yeah, yeah. So we, we've taken that risk and, and gone for a bit of X Factor, but. Uh, I, I, there's something about, and Essendon fans will know my heart when I say this, but there's something about having a couple, two or three Indigenous boys again at oh, Essendon. Absolutely, it is. It is a like it is a big part of Essendon, and they're I, I at least at least their short term history. I hundred percent um, agree. Essendon without Indigenous players just doesn't look right. No, it I really mean, doesn't. And even even with Longy's statue at the front of the club, as you're walking in now, and what does seems, that tell you? Yeah, what does that tell you? They've put Longy's statue in the at the front door. Yeah, like Essendon absolutely respects Indigenous players, and it is a massive part. And of yeah, heritage. I mean, they just add so much to the game, and just and just the there's so much you, there's so much you have to teach um, Indigenous players. But there's so much you do not have to teach indigenous <laughs> yeah, players. The club must love them instincts, because yeah, that's right. it. Instincts are brilliant, and you can see that in. in um, I wonder. Lot, yeah. He did say. Did you hear the interview about um, uh, Irvin's uh, foster parents in Melbourne or oh, down down south? Um, the guys that have been and girls that have been looking after him. He doesn't like Mozzie. Have you heard that? No. Yeah, he doesn't like Mozzie. Oh, as a nickname? As a nickname. Oh, okay. Yeah, he doesn't like Mozzie. Um, so, well, that's good to know. But his dad, his, his foster dad down here, did actually say, um, Irving, mate, your name's Mosquito. You live in Australia. You're going to get Mozzie. Right? See, if it, if it was me, if I had a choice and this kid was really, really, really good, I'd be going with the Irvin Magic. I'd call him Magic. Oh, Irvin on. Magic Johnson. The come kid's, on, Irvin Magic. The kid's got magic coming out of his paws. Like that's, call him Irvin Magic. Just in his, his nickname, I mean, and if you're listening, Brian Taylor, I know you do, um, the kid's name, don't make him Mozzie. Too obvious, right? Just make him magic. How perfect would that be? Irvin magic. That's got to be perfect. But yeah, now look, the the, the the picks that we've got, guys and girls, the picks that we've got is uh, 
I mean, they are, yeah, they are the what they are. They're 38, 16, yep, 72. That, that's what it is. But, but again, they're all got X Factor and excitement, and 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 I, I'm pretty pleased. Um, and I, I have confidence in, the, in in that team now. Especially too, to, you know what to it's going to make done their homework. The VFL, Mr. Connors, and and the boys in VFL, they're going to have a very good team next year. Kind of. Oh, hang on a minute. What does that mean? Because I mean, what's it? Um, we lost a few of the VFL boys, like Hind. Went to St Kilda. Yeah, that is true. So uh, good but, for him, by the way. But uh, saying that, our list is very strong. So yeah, you, you, you would expect um, your your Clarks and your you know uh, much and all those sort of yeah. guys to actually. Oh, I want re- both re- of those really boys improve. to come along. Yeah, so uh, the VFL actually will be quite. Everybody good. get down to see some of the VFL. Scotty and I have made a commitment this year to get down to a few VFL games. In fact, more than a few, depending on how how many our wives will let us go to. But. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, yeah. to seeing Tommy Jock running around. I'm looking forward to these two picks um, running around. Yeah. So, um, and especially we may um, very well have, which leads us to the to the last draft pick that we had um, that we didn't use. Me, Manny D. Oh no, 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 we did. Yeah, sorry, Maddie D. Let's go with him first, as opposed to the draft pick we didn't use. So that brings us back, good old Maddie D. I'm so yeah. I, I, you could tell fans are a little bit. Um... I wouldn't say the word upset, but they were. Oh, look, they, they, they probably feel like he deserved him. to stay. Yeah. And, um, everybody loves Matty D. And you could see Dodoro smile, basically, in his in his interview when he said, you know, our eight Essendon fans, you know, we kept him. So I got your message. Yeah, everybody that was banging <laughs> me, we got him back. Mate, yeah. why that kid, at any given moment, whenever you see, oh, Matty D's coming to the side, you don't go, oh, Matty D's coming. You go, no. oh, great, Matty D's in the side. No, well, I mean, I, I know we had that conversation before the delistings, and you were asking me, like, who's going to go? And I obviously didn't say Matty D, but I did say, look, a halfback. The problem is... Yeah, because we've got heaps of them. We've got so many halfbacks yeah. that... Uh, that I thought Goddard leaving obviously helped the situation. Francis walked straight but, in. But then... What I know, the talent of Ridley and, and, and Thatcher, so Zerky, yeah. um, and by the way, just a little quiet tip, Zerky Thatcher is looking unbelievable in training. Oh, mate. You know how Zerky, <laughs> old mate Maggie Thatcher is my man? Yeah. I've not seen a kid that young, well I have, but you look at this kid when you see him at training and you see him at the VFL, he's a skinny kid who throws himself at packs. Yeah. Like he's a really vicious defender. Look out for the for the Zerk this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean a half back line is is insane. Like, Marty Gleason, Paddy um, Ambrose. But I, I did find it interesting that uh, when they've been doing training and match scenarios, that on several occasions they've put Ridley and and Francis in the midfield group. So Ridley in the midfield because he's he's got that beautiful left boot. <laughs> See, I, I really like that move if, if if it eventuated. He has so much class by foot. He moves so just... He has that Pendlebury kind of like loping move where he's actually moving quite quick, but it just doesn't look it. But he, he sums up, plays well. He distributes the ball perfectly. So And he's got the size. I mean, yeah. He could be, yeah, he could be hey, the next the, Myers. The more guys who can use the ball well are, are in my team. And it's massive, <laughs> the, the, again, the way the AFL is moving at the moment, to have those seven or eight midfielders. And as opposed to having to, you can see what the Bombers are trying to do, as opposed to trying to just draft a, a gun midfielder every year, they're trying mm. to see whether or not they can get Ridley through the midfield, an, an already established player, trying to see if they can get Francis through the midfield so that, we don't have to have these dedicated midfielders. Sometimes you can pinch hit with Ridley in there and you can pinch hit with Francis, who we know can do it. 
But it, there's a lot going on at the club at the moment to try mm. and see where players are best suited. But you're right, the our backline at the moment is is just been strengthened with Matty D put back <laughs> into it. Um, and whenever he comes in and plays, and he will. Yeah, I mean, you've got Gleason and Ambrose actually back from health. That's it. And you listen to Doro um, when he made the comment. He said, whatever Wush wants to do, like if he wants to play a smaller defense or he wants to play uh, Matty yeah. D for a reason, he's sitting right there waiting, and you know that he's dependable and reliable. And um, I will say this too. Um, uh, it's pretty obvious that Parrish, uh, McGrath and Langford have all put on three or four kilos of of muscle. Especially McGrath. But McGrath's like, whoa. McGrath's got a little son. Look out, young man. So um, it's good to see it's it's good to see those second three, four-year-old kind yeah. of now getting into the men kind of build. They are, absolutely. It's their time now. They've, they've had their yeah. 50 games. They've got to replace Apple. They've got to replace so, yeah. Sarakis. They've got to do these sort of things. Hey, I wanted to, to raise something for the listeners. Scotty and I were, as as I'm sure everybody else is, really looking forward to seeing Joey D run back. I mean, potentially this kid, he could be the best forward in the comp, right? I've seen some photos recently of Joey that I'm not sure are particularly flattening for... Uh, flattening? Flattering? Flattering for the kid, right? Um, sure, he's been OP and he's been recovering, that sort of stuff, but... Did you feel he looked a bit heavy? Well... I was going to say a little, a little chunky um, for for Joey D. Now Joey D's never exactly been Magic Door. Like he's not exactly a huge. But he's dude. definitely a bigger build, isn't he? He's a bigger build, and, and, and I, I I know what you mean. I've seen a couple of the photos, and there's like a, is it just a bad like, photo? yeah, there's like a side shot, and I went, oh, that looks better. And then there's a front shot, and you're like, oh, he you look like you're it's like you like. Bit- Carry, carrying yeah, a tiny carrying a bit. bit there, just a tiny bit. Um, um, the lunchtime catch-up podcast. coming from a long way back, yeah. Yeah, the lunchtime catch-up podcast on Facebook. Send us a message or uh, chuck a post on there and just, what do you guys think? Have a look, search for some Joey D photos from this year. Mm. Just have a look at the kid and go, oh, well, I wonder if Joey's hit a couple of pizzas in the off-season. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a it's a shocking injury to have, OP, because you just simply, I mean... Running, swimming, just a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, just things that basically keep you fit are out of play. But, yeah. But oh, that's okay. I'm I know, not, yeah. He, looking he, forward to him coming back though, mate. He's still got a whole preseason. Like, yeah. For, I, I did ask um, a good friend who watches training and, and they did say that he was doing lap after lap at a fairly good speed. So yeah. at least he's getting that kind of core running back. So it's really just trying to get him fit. Uh, but... That's the beauty of it being mid-November, isn't it? Yeah, he's got, and this is the thing. I'm not. Uh, trust me, guys and girls. I am not worried about Joey D in the slightest. Um, he, it's just a little weird to see the photos of him at the moment. Um, but again, he's got an entire preseason where they'll run that kid ragged, and that weight will fall off. Um, Joey, it's just. That was just a, a bit of a shock to see the boy. But let us know on the Lunchtime Catch Up podcast. Also, by the way, Lunchtime Catch Up podcast on Facebook. Um, it's uh, available there for feedback to us. You can post stuff on there. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, anything to do with the Bombers. Um, anything to do with our, uh, our podcast. So um, you can also get uh, Scotty through the uh, uh, True the Red Sash Facebook page. Um, and uh, yeah, Lunchtime Catch-Up or the Lunch... The Lunch Catch-Up. We couldn't get Lunchtime Catch-Up. The Lunch yeah. Catch-Up on uh, Twitter as well. Yeah. And look... Uh, won't talk about it too much because everyone knows about it. Congratulations to the club on their on their profit results. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're under four million now of in in debt, and obviously we've had the um, agreement with the Labor Party, I guess, the opposition yep. party on on a, um, a, gr- a four or five million grant yep. for the extension of the building. 
Um, that's not really how you vote on. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, probably but, shouldn't, but look, but it's it's good that one of the parties have committed yeah. to that. So um, I guess Xavier's doing everything he can to set us up, kicking more goals. Yeah. Xavier's dead set, kicking more goals off the field. And look, uh, I appreciate the way they've responded to the membership this year. There's obviously it was a, a it was an issue last year, and then the club was very open and honest about they didn't get it right, but. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've got my pack, my membership card, and it's yep. and it's mid-November and Absolutely. everything's settled. And and I love the scarves actually this year. So. I know it's pretty cool. I'll be wearing. So that. All, all credit, they they've listened and acted um, really well. So uh, congrats, to every, congrats to the whole membership team. If you ring up the guys there, they're actually a really lovely team. So um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're up to f- just over forty-three thousand members. At Christmas time last year, we just were about 50 or 51,000 members. So hoping we can get some momentum going and, and get try and hit just above that mark by Christmas time. Uh, so y- this is the year to be a member, trust me. Uh, yeah. uh, it's a pretty exciting list. Absolutely. But uh, look, we won't, last too, we won't keep you much too long. We just want to make a quick sort of draft and trade wrap up. A bit of a wrap up. Well, the last one we haven't mentioned is the last pick that we didn't use. No, well, we'd... It, Randy mentioned a little bit, but uh, we've got one list spot free, I believe. Um, yeah. Dodoro did mention that he was tempted to use it um, for the mid-season um, trade period next year. So that'll be the first ever, there's actually next year a mid-season trade okay. period. Yep, yep, yep. It's a bit like the NBA kind of view. Um, so I can understand the the temptation of that because if you do have a couple of injuries in certain areas that you're weak in, yeah, you can have a look at the VFL very quickly, and but I think Zachy Clark, if he makes but, himself yeah. available, yeah. that'll be the perfect pick. From all reports, Zach Clark was was coming to Western, so we'll wait and see. I yeah, I never take anything for granted until they actually sign. But but again, it's a strategic decision. I like to yeah. see Dodoro's yeah. going. No, you know what? No, we'll keep that pick. We've got options now. We can take Zachy yeah. if he makes himself available. We can use it in the pre in the middle season draft. We've got options, bombers, uh, bomber fans, and. Um, trust me, the likes of Xavier and uh, Adrian Dodoro, those boys are well and truly in charge and have a plan. So mm. it's uh, it's really encouraging to see. Exactly. All right. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. Uh, first time for a long time podcast. So I think we did well. Good to be back. I <laughs> think we did well. We we, uh, we eased into it. It wasn't particularly special <laughs> at the end. And uh, Although, even though we were on take three, this remains take three. We didn't... Uh, we yes. didn't go back and do too many more takes, so not bad. Third time out for the for the first time just back. To, so to speak. Yeah, just had to get back to uh, just get the engine running. Just here in the lunchtime catch up podcast front bedroom. I mean studio. Hopefully, some exciting news coming up in the future regarding the podcast, but we'll, yeah. keep, we'll keep it hush for now. We're really trying. We get uh, again. We're trying all every every week to get some new guests and stuff, but uh, the. Uh, <laughs> the might that is the lunchtime catch-up podcast. <laughs> We're still chasing our guests and stuff. But um, yeah, hope you hope you enjoy this episode, guys, and uh, we will catch you again very soon. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>